Hello. This is Brett Brown of the Phil, formerly of the Philadelphia 76ers. First and foremost, I would like to thank Josh Harris, Scott O'Neill, and the West of the 76ers organization for wasting seven years of my precious life. You made me tank for five years. And you drafted the likes of Markel Fultz, fucking Korkmaz, and Narlins Noel. Then, we went on star hunting. And instead of stars, we ended up with Tobias Harris and Al Horford. It got so bad with Al Horford, we convinced Joel to stage an accident to kill him. Joel was too dumb to pull it off, but you get what I'm saying. Joel, this is this is for this is for me. So, excellent job building a waster, Frank Colangelo and Elton Brand. Pat yourselves on your backs. And speaking of Elton Brand, I hate you. I hated you as a player, and I hate you even more now. Good luck getting someone to bail you out of those contracts, you chowderhead. To Joel Embiid. You gall me son of a bitch. Eat a friggin' salad, would ya? To Ben Simmons. Good luck with that Kendall Jenner girl. In Philadelphia. For starters, you are all fat and ugly. Really. Go eat another greasy cheesesteak. And wash it down with some crab fries. I hate you all. And you can go suck on my gray, hairy balls. Rocky! Rocky Balboa! Rocky Balboa! Cheesesteak fun hour! Rocky! Rocky Balboa! Rocky Balboa! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 41st episode of the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour. It is Tuesday, August 25th, 8.56 p.m., we are back from a week and a half hiatus. Jimmy and Dirty Mike are back from their vacation. Jimmy, are you done vacationing this summer? Is this it? Are you back? Look, are you man, back? I've been, I've been jet setting and wet setting all over the this this earth, man. Let me I'm, tell you. Okay, your brain's obviously fried from all the vacation you've been doing. Nick yeah, is here. I think he only went to New Jersey. It, it just twice. makes perfect sense that it, you took vacation at the time when the Sixers and the Flyers are in the playoffs. The Phillies are back. Just, you know, in the year that sports was taking off, you took off when they came back. So thanks for that. I think it's absolutely worth mentioning. So I, I went on vacation with Old Jub here, for, and we're sitting there, and... 20 minutes before we're supposed to record our show, 
I go, uh, oh, Nick just sent over like a bulletin. I go, Jimmy, did you tell them that we weren't coming? And he just stares at me with bright, wide eyes. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, we were, think we're coming over. Yeah, we were fully <laughs> expected to, to record uh, last week. And you two assholes forgot to tell us that you weren't uh, going to be here. Yeah, Matt and I don't take time off. We don't take time off. We're pretty here sure for we, you guys. I'm pretty sure we talked about us not being Absolutely here. There's no, not. There's no way. Absolutely yeah. not. No chance. <laughs> if both of us, if both of us don't remember it, then it didn't happen. Look, if if if, if some things get missed in my quick, fast-paced, jet-set life. Wet, um, wet set in life, too. Yeah, uh, you know, when you're taking private planes and seeing private Janes, you know what I mean? Yeah, sure. There's not there's not an ending to what you said? Okay, alright, great. He ended uh, with so, not mean. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so, I'm sure you enjoyed your vacation uh, seeing the Sixers get swept, the Flyers get through the first round nicely, uh, and heading into the first game against the Islanders getting their ass kicked. Another uh, thing we said we when we were on vacation, speaking to that, we had, we had in, for the first time in a really long time, which is a n- nice thing, but it was the Philly trifecta where all three teams played and lost on the, the same day. Yes, on the same day. That we're like, nice. it's been a while. And it, I think if it anything, it's nice to have sports back. It you is know what nice I mean? to have sports back. All three on the same day, all L. First time in the history of August, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, 2020. We were talking about it. it was like, we were like, we just watched on a day in August the Phillies, the Sixers, and the Flyers lose. Like, that's if wild. Only, if only we could have gotten that Eagles preseason game loss in there. That would have been the, the, the quadfecta. If only. And and if they did, if they did have a preseason, it would be the city of Philadelphia to lose all four. So it's good to be back. It's good to have you back. Uh, we're, we're excited to talk about the Flyers moving on to round two, losing game one, the Sixers. And boy, do we have plenty to talk about the Sixers. Of course, your Phillies and uh, what the Eagles have in store coming up for the 2020 season. So let's get... Uh, Let's get it started. So the Flyers uh, picked up round one in six games. Carter Hart looking like the rising superstar that he is. I'm not even sure if he's rising anymore. I think he's already there. Uh, So let's get it started. Nick, you said four game sweep. It took them six games. And now uh, the Canadians are in the rearview mirror and the New York Islanders are here. And last night, Monday night, they took it to the Flyers. They took it to them pretty good. Uh, first period, the Flyers decided to not play some hockey. Second period looked really good. And uh, third period, uh, really interesting stuff. Either way, Islanders are up one to nothing, and they really kick uh, the Flyers' ass. Uh, Nick, you're going to have to educate us a little bit about these Islanders. How worried should we be being down one nothing? What is your overall takeaway about the series, Flyers down one nothing? Yeah, um... I, I think the first period and the second period showed you what both teams can be. Um, you know, they can, st- <laughs> unfortunately the flyers didn't net one. Um, you know, they, they had that, they had that second period where they pretty much dominated the entire period, but they didn't get one because the New York Islanders were pretty good defensively. Um, in the first period, the Islanders were all over the flyers and they only got one. I mean, it could have been 15 to fucking nothing. Um, Carter Hart stood on his head. Wow, that um, is, that is something. Wow. The, the, yeah, I mean, it was really bad, but it showed you just how good the Islanders can be. And then the Flyers come out in the second and show you how good they can be, even though they didn't get a goal. I understand that, but they put up 15 shots, a lot of quality shots. So we're going into the third, one nothing. You know, we are the team coming into the third period hot. 
we are on the sure. we are on the penalty kill for about uh, I, I think maybe like a minute and in change or something like that. Um, we killed that shit, and uh, no, that was the second period. I apologize. That's the second period. So third period, we come in hot, um, and right away, pretty much the Islanders they 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 they're back to their four checking ways. Couturier blows a coverage. And just like that, the Islanders are up two nothing. And then the Flyers turned into the Hackstall era Flyers. I mean, they just fucking folded. I mean, it was two nothing, and you didn't see them like getting fired up or anything. You could tell it was over, and right. that was really, really bad to see uh, in a, in the second round of the playoffs. Let me let me jump in here real quick. All right, as the leader of the bandwagon Flyers. Is it a bandwagon thing to say or an accurate thing to say that the stars Man, aren't showing that? up? Did you hear that? Wait a minute. Come on in, everybody. Come on in. Join the, the show. There it is. Good to see everybody. Hello, guys. Fun first round, wasn't it? Welcome. Hello. So is it an accurate thing to say or a very bandwagony thing to say that all the True Flyers fans get pissed off at? That the stars are not showing up for this playoff run. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Um, but you're right all around. I mean, the, the stars aren't playing well. And then on, on fucking Twitter, you have everybody stand, like sticking up for, for Couturier and, and everybody else not so showing up. So the stars up. being Couturier, Drew, Hayes. Well, Hayes, TK. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the announcers were going pretty hard on TK throughout that game. Dude, he's our leading goal scorer. He's our, he is our goal scorer. Like, he's, he's supposed to be our guy. Like, Jonesy kept trying to stick up for him. And I don't know who the other guy was, but he, he said several times, like, TK's got to do something. Is it Milbury, the one who tried to slander women in the year 2020 and get away with it? Yeah, that was him. Genius, mm. that fellow. That's a good, that's a good hard uh, move to make uh, in August of 2020 and try to slander women. He's been sluts doing that for distracting, I believe is what he said. He said something he said, along those lines in the middle of the playoffs and try to get away with it. Did he get suspended? Yeah, yeah, he's gone. Again, um, I didn't know who Milbury was because I am very much a Fairweather fan along with our yeah. Fairweather friends here. <laughs> And on Twitter, I we, saw we actually clip. had a Milberry discussion. I remember that. That's why I know the name Milberry is because of you. And then I heard this guy. I'm like, sir, do you know what year it is? <laughs> Saying a line like that about women? I, but I, I don't know. Like I honestly, and here, and here's what I don't. I, I, I was like, wow, that. Oh, is a I big don't deal. Think it, first of all, I don't think it's that bad. But you have a microphone in front of your mouth with that big of an audience. You just can't do that, sir. Well, uh, you know. Me, I typically, you know, I'm yes. gonna cut that part. Um, no, so you don't have to. You can keep it there. You're no. thinking. You're you got vacation brains. <laughs> yeah. You've been on vacation for the past three and a half months. It's tough. Uh, so no. Uh, so what I mean is like, oh, when I heard it, I, I mean, I didn't think I went. Well, he's gonna have to apologize for that. But I honestly didn't think he was gonna lose his job because I don't. I don't know. No, he didn't lose his job. Uh, he just got suspended. He's suspended. Oh, because I mean, look. All right. There's certain things when people say that I'm like, yeah, you fucked up, dude. Like, like the, the like Tom Brenneman. I mean that you, you fucked up, dude. Like you deserve to like dropping a very hard 2020 <laughs> yeah. F word uh, yeah. with a hot mic is a little yeah. different than what Milbury right. said the about other women. F word. Yeah. The 2020 F word is a little different, but you know, it's just, a. Uh, it was a boomer tongue in cheek kind of joke that no one really picked up on. He said, he said it. Well, if people don't know what he said, Mike Milbury, who's an announcer and he's an old time Boston, um, Boston Bruin guy. So us Philadelphians just naturally hate him. And he is a douchebag. 
He says something like, it's easy for these guys to concentrate because they don't have women around here to distract them. It's something I'm paraphrasing along no, those that's lines. that's pretty much it. Yeah, that was it. Um, <laughs> it's just like, is it terrible? No. Can you say that in 2020? No. No, you certainly can't. Um, because and- on the other end, though, meanwhile, you have Lou Williams, who was getting milk, as we said in previous episodes, where like At this you kind of have to understand what the guy was saying. There was a point to be made there. Sure. But it's just, you know. So how do we get here? I don't remember how he got here. Either way, Mike Milbury is a douche. It's just any way for us to slander his name. Yeah, how did and we he get did on Milbury? He did something stupid. Oh, um, uh, I talked about how the announcers were talking about how TK needed yes, to step and it they up. Were taking and you know that was uh, that, that one of the, the the guy that took Milbury's place was Jonesy. Jonesy, Keith, Keith that's Jones. how we got there, and yeah. now it all makes sense. And here we are. So why do the stars of the Flyers suck again, Nick? I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay. All right. But um, that's not just a, a bandwagon thing. To no, think. they're not playing. Okay. Um, here's some, uh, here's some frightening stats for you in the, uh, in the playoffs. In the, <laughs> that's in, exactly what we want right now. In the playoffs, stats. including the round Robin pumpkin spices are out. So, you know, it's getting oh. that time of year, the frightening mm. colors yep. and then spookiness. Yep. Go black, ahead. Black cats. Sure. 10 games we've played. Montreal, the, you know, the round robin, and now one game against the New York Islanders. Sean Couturier, zero goals, five assists. Not good. Claude Giroux, zero goals, four assists. Ooh, G with a C on his chest. TK, zero goals, three assists. We have a combined zero goals. And everybody's favorite, everybody's favorite pigeon. Kevin Hayes? <laughs> JVR. Uh, oh. oh, I didn't, I had no, you, you tried to lay me up with that? How the hell was I supposed to know that? Come on, I've used that so many times. But how was I supposed to know Claude that's JVR? Drew, JVR Pigeon? How was I supposed to know that's JVR? Oh my God. No clue. I, I am the captain of the of the Fairweather fans. We've done this before. Uh, who is we? I have never you, done that. This show, this fucking show right here. Look, man, anyway. Look, I don't know. You, you know, you can't just uh, go around calling somebody a pigeon, man. That's a... Uh, that's a real heavy shot. I, I have a question here. Who are you? Are you just a random Canadian? Or I think it's just, Shea Weber. Is that Shea Weber? It's Shea, yeah. I, didn't, I couldn't tell because you all sound the same. Shea, it's great to have you back. Hey, man, you can't just go around. When you call somebody a pigeon, man, that's uh, that's pretty heavy stuff, man. Uh, up here in Canada, yeah, that's like calling somebody a Nazi, man. A, a pigeon is comparable to a Nazi? Come on. Yeah. The greatest, same thing, worst, worst modern day regime of all time. A same, Nazi to same thing. a pigeon. Yeah, you can't call a man a pigeon without uh, expecting a couple of fisticuffs back at you. Let me tell you that right now. Mother of mercy. Well, yeah. Shay, we're, we're glad that you decided to come back even after losing to the Flyers in six games. I yeah, mean, well, I got nothing better to do now, so I figured I'd come on the show. <laughs> understood, you pigeon. All right, so going back. Uh, so in, in hockey, a pigeon is basically a Nazi. An unskilled player that just picks up the scraps and gets their goals mr jvr is a 30 goal scorer but he's also really not good at hockey we paid him seven million dollars a year so that's cool sounds like a philadelphia move yeah so mr seven million dollar pigeon is planted in i guess in the i don't know where they're sitting i guess they're sitting in the in the crowd in the stands maybe they kicked him out of the bubble i don't know but jvr has been benched four times as a seven million dollar player so in six games he has Zero goals. Zero goals. And wow. you want to know how many assists? It's, it's another zero. Mm, wow. $7 million. Okay. So um, that's alarming. And a, a stat I'm not sure. It's not. I mean, it's pretty. Carter Hart shot out the Canadians twice, right? Right. So. Correct. The Flyers actually won that. That round. 
with and two they shot out scored. They got out. They got scored. outscored. You know what? Canadians Those are the kind of hockey stats that people flock towards to the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Hockey Hour. Just so you all know. So basically, they they don't they don't beat the Canadians who aren't good. Unless Carter Hart pitches those two shutouts, basically, which is kind of sad. And I, and I listen, I'm it's not, very sad. I don't watch. <laughs> I, I, I don't watch hockey. Right. But I have watched all these games. And I said that to Jimmy, I'm like, the Canadians look like they're bothering the Flyers and they're 20 games under 500. Like that can't be good. Right. Yeah. But I mean, you watch enough sports. And you've heard all the sports adages that all you have to do is get into hockey playoffs I, and I you win. Like, but yeah, you're you're just but you that doesn't you happen. Dude, but no, but that, how, how many eight seeds do you see beating one seeds year to year? I mean, who won, it's happened, who won I know. the Stanley Cup a couple years ago? The eight no, seed, the no, Kings, right? No way. Wasn't that the Kings? Yeah. An eight seed won a couple years ago. God, that's was it the Kings? Yeah, look know. at hockey, Matt, the Fairweather fan. Uh, yeah, I don't know that at all. And they had to go through San Jose and they had to go. They had to go through a lot of good teams. Wasn't that Richards and Carter? the eight seed kings i believe you're right oh, let's just you know what folks just uh, it's a fair weather fan hockey mat here and i'll get you all the hockey stats you need listen okay? once the flyers once the flyers are done i'm i'm watching baseball we're gonna i'm be, sorry we're gonna be debuting our around the nhl segment with matt next <laughs> that's right ladies and gentlemen, i like it here i, I it. am um okay so they're down one to zero their star players are not performing and they got outscored by the canadians are you worried at all about yeah. the Islanders the rest of this series? Am I worried? Oh, I'm a pretty optimistic guy, so yeah, I'm pretty worried. Okay. Well, one thing I did miss about that, that you wrote in our board of what we're supposed to talk about, you have AV questionable moves. I do. Elaine Vigno. What were his questionable moves that you're not too happy with? Well, well the first one was the obvious one. Um, we're down 3-0 uh, with eight minutes left. And I mean, that's almost a sixth of a game, right? Is that can is I my jump math in quick? Okay? No, you cannot. In 2010, when they beat the Bruins in that best of seven, and they were down three nothing, weren't they down three nothing in that game in the third period? No, not in the third period, no. but in that it, game, it, in the game in, they were. And okay. then they were, then they got a for, they got a glad said the take end. it take it one period at a time. What kind of Hollywood fairy tale shit do you think this is? <laughs> down three nothing in the third period. <laughs> <laughs> Never interrupt me again. Yeah, and then at the end they said, do you believe in miracles? <laughs> so here's the thing. You're down 3 nothing. I get it. You're not playing particularly well, but you've shown that you can play well. So you, you play hard, and maybe you get a goal, maybe you get a power play, and maybe there's still six minutes left when you score. And right after they gave up that third goal, or I'm sorry, the fourth goal, because of the pulling the goalie, they got a power play. So... I don't know. Let's just say it's still three nothing. You get the power play. You score a goal. You're pumped up. You have six minutes left. That's more than enough time in hockey to get to, to score two goals. Um, who did it in the first round? Um, uh, the Maple Leafs were down three nothing against Columbus, and I think there was like fucking three minutes left, and they scored three goals to take it to overtime and won that game. So eight minutes to pull the goalie. Like I know it's trendy now to start pulling your goalie a little bit earlier than usual, but we're talking like three minutes left in the game. Maybe, maybe pushing four, but eight fucking minutes. So, that's, to me, that's like, I, I don't know. Or is he waving the fucking white flag? Like, what is that? I hate it. Well, I hated it. You, you, the thing that stuck with me earlier was when you talked about um, how you felt that he, you said, and then they turned into the Hackstall era flyers and you thought they just gave up. Maybe he saw the same thing and he's like, either I'm either we're going to score right now because of this. 
or you know whatever. I like, don't know, but, eight but, minutes but is too much. Maybe he was what he was looking at on the ice. He was like, we need to score now, and we like we have to, or this game's over. So this leads into the next obvious question: Is Elaine Vigneault on the hot seat? I think so. Okay. All right. So the, they're down one game to nothing. How long does this series go? Uh, tale, tale of two sides. Um, if they can play, you had Flyers and four against Canadians. They went six. If they're gonna play, if they're gonna play the way they did in game one, they, they might win one game. I mean, that's how bad it was in that game. The you, first period they were outclassed. You, the second period they looked good, and then the third period they were just stomped on. So listen, if we're not gonna get goals from our top players, how are we supposed to win? Carter Hart can't win these games by himself. And I like I said, like I said, fifteen nothing earlier, but. I'm watching that game and I'm like, holy shit, two nothing. Holy shit, three nothing. This the type of saves that Carter Hart's making. This is the first period. If he's not making those saves, if it's another goalie, it's four nothing after one, and you're just the game's over. So Carter Hart can't steal four games. These guys need to start scoring, and I'm just not seeing it. They're still fucking going on two and two on ones and looking past first. These nobody wants to shoot the fucking puck, and it's an issue. It's really bad. So unless something changes by three o'clock tomorrow, I'm not real optimistic at all. Wow. What a change. Uh, I'll give you a shorter answer. It's going to go seven games. I think, I think the Flyers pull out. I fucking hope so. I fucking hope so. But I need to see something tomorrow. Even if they lose tomorrow, I need to see something. I need to see some goals. More. We have fucking 11 goals in these, in, in fucked around Robin. We have 11 goals. It's bad. Best of seven sounds optimistic, but I mean, the more Philadelphia thing would be back-to-back sweeps in different sports. Yeah, but they already won their first round. No, I mean like series. Okay. So let's get, let's go Sixers out. All right, so flyers. Dirty Mike's got the Islanders in four. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, if there isn't a better segue than a piece of shit like Dirty talking about a piece of shit situation, that is your Philadelphia 76ers. And as he mentioned, and as you all know, they were swept by the, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, the, the Sixers music. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. All right, keep it going. So your team, your town, your Philadelphia 76ers were swept by the Boston Celtics. And then after that, they fired their coach of seven years, Brett Brown. Who will be the replacement? Are they going to split Ben and Joe? We're going to talk about that here and now. I twied my hardest. Uh, and we should bring it up, Nick. That was just the most horrendous impersonation of Brett Brown. I mean, you could me. Uh, that was just the worst impression of all time. Uh, that wasn't me. I don't do impressions. I don't know what was worse. What what we started the show with, or the job done by the Sixers in that series. However, I will say, as I said. We're either going to win the championship or we're going to lose Brett Brown. And we lost Brett Brown. And it's the best fucking thing that can happen for the Sixers. And as Elton Brand stated today in his little meeting, his press conference, whatever you call it in 2020, because he's not really meeting with people, he's Azure. making some adjust. He's making some adjustments. There's, there's more moves on the way. So, you know what? Enough of me talking. I've talked enough about the Sixers. I had my hopes about them this year. They proved me otherwise. And they uh, really <laughs> leaned more towards what Dirty Mike was uh, chanting, uh, beating the drum with, and uh, saying all along. 
Yeah. And what really more is there? I mean, we're going to try to add to the conversation here, but you know, most, most of what can be said about the Sixers has been said. So I'm interested to see what dirty has to say here. Sure. Absolutely miserable series from the get. And I think one of my bigger takeaways, like outside of just the sweep was, was Joel Embiid. And it really dawned on me on game one, right? So game one against the Celtics, it started off really hot. We looked really good. And Joel was underneath banging bodies, hitting, hitting dunks, getting layups, pushing guys around, drawing double teams. And then towards the end of the first quarter, you just saw that all go away. It stopped. And Ans Cantor's on him and he's pumping him. He, who? And it's Hans? Ennis, Ennis, Hans Cantor? That's the thing about Cantor. Some people call him Ans and other people call him Ennis. No, so I don't know I what it is. I think you're the only person who calls I've him Hans. I've never heard anybody call Ennis Cantor Hans. I don't, Hans. I don't know. Hans. Hans? Who, who calls him Ans Cantor? Hans Gruber? Dirt. Who calls him Ans? Hans. Hans. On TNT, you, there were a couple guys that called him Ans, so I went with it. What, you so know, whatever. Chris Webber? Do you want to affiliate yourself <laughs> with Chris Barkley? Webber? Hans? No. So, Cantor, they put Cantor on Embiid, who what, is... What the fuck is that? Yeah, that what is, am I that is miserable. On? So not only did Matt break through a glass table, now he sat on a jingly I'm toy. I'm on Paw Oh, it's a Paw Patrol book. <laughs> My God. What do you mean, Matt? We don't have stuff like that in a professional <laughs> podcast studio. Ah. Listen. All right. And is Cantor. So, Jesus. So, so Cantor, who's really not... He splits time with... He splits times with Thice, so like those, those two, like they were going back and forth on Embiid, and Cantor had the much better defense on, on Embiid, but back to my point, so he slowed down, he stopped banging bodies, and he started doing the fadeaway off one foot shots from the foul line, started to shoot three pointers, and the only thing I could think of is this fucking guy is tired, he's not banging bodies anymore, he's fucking tired, and I know it's cliche, and I like everyone says it all the time, about how like, oh, is Embiid really not in shape, is he in shape, that kind of really for me set it straight because I'm like he was so incredibly efficient those first 10 minutes and then he just disappeared and he gets his points so I don't want to see his points can distract you from the fact that he's fucking tired because he will put up 25 30 35 points but he just like like that's a huge factor for me mixed in with the fact that when he was passing the ball out nobody's fucking hitting shots no one not Furkan not Toby not Horford God not Horford no one it's just this team and I know, Matt, you've said before that they're one or two players away. Yeah, I don't think so. I think you're a lot of players away and a, and a good coach away. And I think you're what? Go ahead, Jimmy. Guten Tag. This is Hans Kanter. <laughs> and I've made, I've made some crepes. They're boysenberry. Hi. Hans, how was it uh, defending uh, Joel Embiid <laughs> and, and shutting down the Sixers in four? I don't know, but I, what I do know is I make waffles, some Hans, guten Tag. <laughs> How is it that you can have such a successful crepe business and make an NBA career? <laughs> I spent a lot of time in Germany, yeah? And I, when I came to America, yeah? I said, hey, guten Tag. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Hans. <laughs> And that's and what then, sold the NBA. And then the Celtics signed you, yeah. They really liked my later horsen. Wow. I mean, you've had quite a career. You've been in Portland, now Boston. In New York, he was on the Knicks. Yeah, that's right, New York. Look yeah. at you. Everybody likes his, his, his Gucci bakery goodies. It's because I make a wonderful sourdough pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Hans. I mean, 
for you to just take, I mean, I guess you have time on your hands, Hans, since you swept the Sixers in the first round. Are you practicing your game? Are you practicing your craft with your bakery goodies? What's going on? Well, right now we're getting ready for Oktoberfest, yeah? Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes complete sense, Hans. All right, that's all I got. Alvita saying this is Hans. <laughs> Thank you, Hans. All this time I thought he was from Turkey. I mean, to have guests from Canada, Shea Weber, Hans Enter. <laughs> Enter, Jesus Christ. Hans, thanks for coming by. Um, yeah, it's short, dirty. Whatever the fuck you said is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I just think any NBA team where you have the core that the Sixers have, you're still only a few players away. And what Elton Brand said, they, they fired the coach. You fired the coach. Um, and another gonna, fall guy. Another Gabler move. Another ca- uh, Gabe Kapler. Well, what move. are you supposed to do? What's going to make you happy, Dirty? That's all I need to know. Do, do you keep Brett Brown? You had to fire Brett Brown. No. That's step one. Of course. Well, no, you absolutely did. But let's see what else they do from there. Because if no one else goes... Then we're right back to square one. Man. Well, right what's square one? Square one of what? Back to b- being the six, seven, eight seed, fading into obscurity, not making the playoffs for four or five years. You're wasting the the biggest years of your of your signees year contracts. So you're you're losing. Uh, you're gonna lose Simmons. You're gonna lose Embiid. You're gonna lose whoever else they bring along. It's just it's just not looking good, man. I just don't. I like. There's nothing positive here for me. Nothing. Well, there's nothing ever. And here's why. Here's another big reason. So in order for them to get players, you've got to unload Horford or Toby, but no one, no one's taking Toby. So you got to unload Horford. Every team in this fucking league knows that the leverage is in their court when it comes to Al Horford, because they know the Sixers need to unleash him. Who cares? Give him up for anything. Who cares? Because it's not like no one's going to do that. You didn't, you you didn't give up assets to get Horford. So I would trade him for free. And I would cover some money, whatever. What do you uh, mean, trade him for free? Who's whoever's offering a second round pick, he's all yours. Who's taking that contract? I mean, someone at the end of his deal might take it to unload money. That's the thing. But for the next two, three years, two years, you're I don't stuck. Know. There's got to be a team in the NBA that still sees him as a useful player you, in the right in the right spot. Utah took Conley and gave up all their stuff to Memphis. Oklahoma City has been doing that, just giving up stuff and just taking. You all definitely these unload back. contracts, but not in the second year of a giant deal like that. Maybe the fourth year. So you're probably looking at two more years of Horford. Did you listen out in Brand today at all? No. Okay. Well, then you're just talking a lot without hearing what he had to say today. So you're getting rid of Bran. He says they're not doing collaborative stuff in the front office anymore. Everything's coming down to him. So we're going to find out if that's a good thing or not. But at least they're making moves so it's not just like a room full of people saying, well, I think we should do this. We Trust in anybody who threw $36 million at Toby. That's the last fucking guy I want to listen to. that was a group effort from what we heard today, whether you want to hear that or not. Whether- I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything that guy's got to say. So, that, so, so, so at this moment, nothing's going to please you. No. How could it? Okay, so then what are we talking about? We're talking about a team that I'm fucking completely given up on. <laughs> well, you gave up on them before the season even started. And I, and I was fucking right. Oh, but right about what? Okay, they, they got Right about giving up on them, because I said from the get-go that they were shit. I said that this mishmash pod so of fucking you, so idiots. So then I have a question for people like you, which is a very sure. Philadelphia sentiment. Why huh? do you watch them? If you just give up on them and you have no hope for them, what is the reason for someone like you to watch them? Why are you a fan of the Philadelphia 76 Because I can't fucking help it, because I'm a fool. I'm a fucking idiot. Good. This I'm is a, a good session. You are a fucking idiot. You yep. are scum. I've been watching him since I was fucking eight years old. Defe- you have a deficiency. I met Charles Barkley when I was a kid. I fucking loved him. I fell in love with him. It's the only. Need, I, I loved him before any sport. Was, was, hold on, hold on. Was Charles Barkley in your in your uh, 
Like he was, was in he my groomsman as well. He didn't show up to the bachelor Joaquin party. Joaquin Phoenix. He didn't, he didn't show up. Be, but you invited him. Joaquin Phoenix, Phoenix. And he Paul said, Rudd, no, and now Charles I was busy in Phoenix. I've done enough to you mentally to fuck you up to Corey where Hamels. there's just nothing. He was in Auburn. He was Aaron just Rose. like they fire up Brown. You're like, I'm not happy. They do this. And you're not happy. No, no, nothing I, I makes am, you I, fucking I, I happy. I am happy they got Brown, but there's a long way to go. Just of course there is. But do you think they're going to do something else? Oh, you think this is it? This is it. They're done. And they're going to have the same exact teams they had the next year? Or I this, think this it's going to be I don't, vastly that, that's not different. Their, that's not up to them. It's up to the other teams in the league on whether or not they're going to take away that massive, ridiculous contract it's for one not, of two players. It's not just Tobias and Horford. You what can you still mean? have complimentary players around them. Who just are other shooters Jay as Rich. well? Jay Rich is a valuable you can move player. Jay Rich. Jay you Rich can move is Jay Rich is ten million dollars. What are you supplementing with ten million dollars? You can just the same kind of guy as Jay Rich. At, first of all, we had this conversation two weeks ago when you said there was no chance they could have signed Toby and Butler. They absolutely could have if they didn't sign Horford. That's a lot of money, dude. No Thirty million is a lot of money. No, you said run it back, and that's the five with JJ Redick as well. You said run it back. So don't twist your words and try to say I'm the right guy. How much I money is JJ Redick making? He's making fucking 18 million a year. There's no chance they could have fucking done that. He's making 18 and 22 a year. So don't try to twist your words Dude, and make it sound to, like you're not right. To, not to sub Butler over, over fucking Horford is completely insane. First of all, I don't want to get into this conversation that we had two weeks ago, but now you're trying to say I'm right, you're wrong, and trying to make it be revisionist history. Yeah. No, 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 no. You I said stand run by it. it back. You, no, you said run it back. Run it back is Ben Simmons, no, MB, Tobias Harris, and Jimmy Butler, and JJ Redick. That's not right. I also said this all revolves JJ around Jimmy is, Butler. JJ Redick is $13 million That's a year. That's fucking nothing. There's your Josh Richardson deal. So you, you fucking don't bring in Jay Rich. You sign not. Butler. You sign. There's. I'm telling you, there's absolutely 100% a way they could have had that same fucking team, and they didn't. And here we are. But nothing's going to make you happy. So, so. That that's the thing is is the, the most of the talk around the Sixers recently has been the revisionist history talk where it's like if we had only kept Jimmy Butler and and JJ Redick and not made these signings if we had drafted <laughs> this guy not that right. guy yeah but it's like but it's all, no it's all a part of it but what I'm saying is what I'm saying is like now we need to talk about where where can they go from here you know what I mean like because. You, you know, I don't I don't have a time machine. I don't think anybody here does. Do you have a time machine, Matt? Uh, I currently am working on one, okay. but I do not. Well, let us know how that goes. Because uh, that, that's... Bezos <laughs> is working on one in that mountain down in Texas where it's just a clock. Right, right, right. Um, My cousin has one. But like, I, I don't know. I would be interested to ask Dirty. Is that what, what could they do? What could Brand do starting, you know, his next move that would make you go, okay. Un unloading Horford's contract and somehow replacing him with two, one or two really good players. That would completely blow me away. It's not going to happen. We're all going to be, we're, we can be as optimistic as we want. There's no way they're doing that. What the realism is, we're stuck with this fucking team for probably a minimum of another two years with some bench guys in and out, right? Like, I, I don't know. I have to look at the contracts and see who's, who's, who's eligible to leave and who they could bring in, like what Furkan's contract is, what Burks is, what GR3's is. Like, I don't know what that, those are the kind of guys you're going to be rotating in and out. For the most part, the base of this team is what it is and it's not going anywhere. And they'll be lucky if they make the fucking playoffs with it next year, the way that playoff series just went against Boston because that was miserable. They're going to make the playoffs. As a six and seven seed, I know I can't wait either. But you just said they're lucky to make the playoffs. That's where you go into your misery mode. You just go into a play. I don't even know why you watch. You're just so fucking miserable. How do you not be? How do you not be? 
How because do you stay they optimistic have Joel during this? Embiid and Ben Simmons. They do, and they're both always fucking hurt. The best thing that could ever happen was Ben Simmons get injured, mm. not be in this, and to get swept. Are we going to say that every year when we lose a series? The best thing that could have happened is Ben Simmons getting hurt. The what best thing that could have happened is Joel Embiid getting hurt. They just, the last time they're in a series, they got double doink, quadruple doinked out of the Eastern Conference oh, Finals. Oh, come on, dude. That's a totally different team. I'm responding to what you just offered me. Are we going to do this every time they lose a series? So I'm just giving you what was the last time they lost a series. So yeah, no, with we're a, not going to do this every we're time. We're not going to have that team again. We're not going to have a team that good. So we're talking the rest about, of having we're talking about adjusting and moving forward. So no, we're not going to do that. To go back to what you just asked me. So no, we're going to keep adjusting. Are they? Because the, no, the, no, because, dirty. we're just stuck. Because we're the, just stuck in this filth that's, and this that's mud my, and that's this my team point. That's what I, I really, I really I do think that. I know you think that because something happened to you as a kid. So let me spin it. Me, so so let me spin it on you. Let me spin it on you. What no. do you think is going to happen? I think they're going to do everything they can to adjust the team what around them. What does that mean? Them. Tell me what they're going to do. They're going to bring <laughs> shooters this time. Okay. They're going to do something to bring a team that's going to adjust the philosophy of Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. That they realize the core of this team is Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. That Elton Brand because. You already admitted today that you didn't listen to Elton Brand. I did not. Is it all his worst hollow today? Maybe. But you don't even know what his possible hollow words are because you didn't listen. I did. Dude, he's, he's not, feeding you bullshit and you're just like stuck taking it all in. But you don't even know what the bullshit is. So you're trying to come Why at me. Why would I care what he says? So how can I even have a conversation with you when you're talking to me about something you don't even have any idea what he's talking about? Dude, that's about. like listening to a politician give his speech and being like, oh my God, he's absolutely and telling here, me the and truth. here we go. So why do I even that's have crazy. that conversation with you about it? What do you mean it's crazy? Because Elton Brand is so a fucking idiot. he's going to do anything he can to try to better your team? Whether, oh, whether of course he, he's going to try. Okay, well then that's what I Trying and doing are totally different things. My man Yoda said that. Look, and my man Yoda said you two, that. You two can go back and forth all night, but one question that I have, which is uh, something that I think is undisputable, which you said, Matt, is that they still have um, Embiid and Simmons, but is that nucleus enough? I, I, I don't. I, I'm starting to lose confidence in that nucleus. Well, that nucleus wasn't there with against the Celtics, so let's just make that clear. A yeah, big part of that nucleus right. wasn't there. Right, that's fine. Uh -huh. Very fair. So the wing players of the Celtics just shredded the Sixers, and Ben Simmons guarding those wing players is a huge part of that. So let's just not forget that they, part. They might have made that a five-game series <laughs> with Ben. I'm Fuck not... out of here. Listen, I, I get it. It's really easy to be as negative as possible. And I'm the one saying right now the best thing to happen was Ben Simmons being injured and getting swept because there needs to be a complete reconstruction from the top down. This isn't just the players on the court. But getting the players in the court starts with the front office and getting the people around Elm Brand who are still part of the Colangelo scheme, which we haven't even touched on, are still there. We need to weed out the rats in the front office and let yeah. Brand, whoever's going to be the general manager, which it looks like it's going to be Elm Brand, do his thing. They still have rats from the old regime in the front office. Yeah, his number one job, Elton Brand, if he's, if he's still running the show, because I'm not even convinced with that, but... If his number one job is to get Al Horford off this roster, and if it's not Al Horford, then it's got to be Toby. Between Toby, Al, Ben, and Joe, they're making they're, that's like $110 million, which is. They're completely maxed out as pretty we speak. much. Yeah. Completely, and, I looked this morning. Completely maxed um, out. Jay Rich makes 10. I think. I think. I like Jay Rich. He's a nice little player, but he's not worth $10 million. And he's not that good. I thought he was going to be a lot better than he was when we got him. He needs to go. That's a, that's a trade that needs to happen. Yeah, who is he? He's not that good. He, he doesn't shoot threes that well. He, you know, somebody's going to want him because he, Jay Rich, he, you know, he's Jay Rich. Somebody's going to want him. 
but I, I don't. <laughs> I know. We, we act like we have players, and I understand the max contract and everything and how difficult that is. We, like, the way you talk is just like, there's no teams that are ever going to want any player that's ever put on a 76ers jersey. Like, this is how it works. Like, max contracts do get traded, and it, players it, like Jay Rich are going to be wanted from other teams. This is what happens. Like, you know what? They do, but you know what you have to forfeit in order to lose a giant contract like that? You're giving up a lot of draft picks. Of course, they're fine. in a spot. As but long as you can get rid of one. What the 76ers now have to realize is that they can't just rely on, you know, we have all these draft picks and we can just kind of gamble what we have. What they do realize now is that they need to build correctly about around Embiid and Simmons. And they're going to be locked in either way with either one Horford or Harris. Toby's, Toby's untradeable at 35. <laughs> at 35, I think he's untradeable. And I, and listen, there are plenty of teams gotta, who want a Harris. Or, 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 I mean, a Horford. I'm sorry. A Horford. That's. The, I think there it's more realistic. Yeah. I think it's more Horford. realistic to move Horford. You eat a little bit of the money. You keep Toby. You just suck it up, man. And Toby's I think you can here. spin it because if you saw, I don't know if anybody saw on Twitter, Al Horford's wife chimed in and was just like sister, sister. sister I'm sorry, sister, and was like. uh uh, you know, said about Embiid, you know, when he put when he when Embiid comes in, Al just like disappears basically. But like I say that because I think you can spin it. I think I think I think you could say that. Look, uh, Horford's still Horford. He just didn't know how to play with Embiid right, or something you can, like that. You can just you can just point the other teams in the but, direction of video with the Celtics and right. say that's <laughs> the player he can be if he's the five and there's no Joel Embiid. And we're trusting a GM who put those two together. You put two fives on the same team. You're not you, listening. They, of course I am. It wasn't. No, you're not. Well, you either not? are, and then you're just ignoring it. They. It wasn't just him. It was a team around him. He is sole proprietor now. He's the sole decision maker now. You understand that we have Josh Harris, a Colangelo team, and Elton Brand that were doing all these decisions beforehand. Hmm. They're making decisions now. While well, they're they're saying they are, the weeks to come will really determine that. If we still have the same front office, then yeah, it's all still fucked. They just made the decision to get rid of Brett Brown and they're saying, Woj is tweeting. Do you trust Woj? Do you trust Woj bombs? Sure. That there's still front office moves to be made yeah. in Sixers organization. Yeah. Well, if you trust that, then just let it play out. Do you think sure. Josh Harris still gets final say? Because if he does, then uh, I, don't, I don't feel no, that great. I don't think, I don't think Josh Harris. I don't feel that players. great. He, I, he, they've said in the past that Josh Harris had final say. But did you listen today too? Yes. Well, the, Elton Brand was saying that it's coming down to just him. Okay, I, I know that's lying? what I'm saying, but to, okay, but that's but he that's the owner. Like, he, he, like they didn't specifically say that the owner's not going to have any say in what happens moving forward. Maybe. So Elton Brand, Elton Brand makes a trade and says, "Hey, Josh Harris, I just I I, I have this trade ready. We are you cool with it or are you not? We haven't I even still think that it. exists. We haven't even talked. This is completely on topic too because uh, like I just think." The GM, the GM position. So after everything that happened with Colangelo and the shit show that that was, do you remember how awkward the search for a new GM was? Yeah, they had it was Brown like, in the position it, it, for it was, a while. And, it was like, and, it was, and then they were just kind of like, eh, it'll be Elton Brand. And, that was, and it, it, it was, was because no one wanted the job because the the team was pretty much capped out. It was it was Ben and Joe. I mean, there was no way for a general manager to come in and make right. it their own. What do you mean it was capped out? It was it was Ben and Joe like that's that's your team. No, it was the time that they had all the money in the world, and LeBron James was the was a free agent, and Paul Pe and Paul um, George was a free agent. Kawhi like, Leonard, it, Kawhi Leonard, like this was the time. Was like, that this, before that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And then Brett Brown to step in, and that was the star hunting and all oh, that. That's right. That's right. No, that's right. It was like like the time like that 
the Sixers were spo- supposed to capitalize, and Brett Brown had to kind of fill in. Like it was I just remember everything out there was time. it was that nobody wanted that position. No, no one because they, they didn't now. Like no one wants uh, any of it. Well. It's, it's, that kind of puts a damn roll because, like, I just think, uh, like, nothing against Brand Elton Brand. Like, maybe he could go somewhere else and be like, I, j- I would love to see the Sixers find a new. Like, I think this team desperately start fresh. Somebody to come in oh, with a plan. I would too. Some like I at least because if I'm the ownership, I at least want to start taking interviews with guys and saying like, tell me your plan. Like, I want to hear a guy that has a vision for this team. Like, you know what I mean? And I want to start fresh. And I want a guy that because Colangelo, we all thought he was going to be here for a while. The shit show happened. He left in disgrace, left the team in disgrace. Like, and it was just like, I want, I want a fresh start oh, with a new mind. As much as we shit on WIP, the one thing they have going that, that is, I agree with hundred percent. I can't remember the exact hashtag, but it's like hashtag everybody goes like the whole front office, like from ownership down, like, because there's still remnants of everything from the beginning, from Colangelo to Harris to Elton Brand, like, cause they've all, have a, a, have a, a thumbprint on something that went terribly wrong in this process and not to trust the process, but like everything that's gone on, like it's just like, it needs a fresh start. Yes. Everybody goes because I'm not as pessimistic as dirty Mike, but I also don't think that you can just go, all right, we fired the head coach and now everything's fine. Like there needed to be more of a cleared house. Like I, that's what I wanted. I wanted like Sixers. I think Brown is step one. Right, but like, if if step two is inevitable, why are they waiting so long? But but what what I Brent Brown wasn't that long. But but no, they I mean, also just I they also dragged two. his. I, I know, but I'm saying is so Brett Brown was yesterday, and they also dragged his name through the mud. Just another like terrible image from the front office yeah. of the Sixers. Like it was Gabe all over again. It was Gabe Kapler all over again. What do you mean again. by that? So they scapegoated Brett Brown when it really it was everything. Well, he was a listen. Gabe was as part of what the Phillies uh, non-success was. Right. And same with Brown. Brown had plenty of time to show himself. My point is he had he took the brunt of it and they did nothing else. Right. They didn't change GMs. They didn't change guys behind the GMs. There's no other moves that have been made. So Gabe got scapegoated. Brown so far. It's only been a couple of days. But right now saying, it looks like Brown has been the, the scapegoat. Time, by the time this comes out, there could very easily be a, a second I hope. Move. And, and also there very easily could not because the, the Sixers front office has proved on that end of things that they don't do. Th- they don't make moves. However, the Sixers front office has also showed they make player moves. They do. Now we're in a part with the Sixers front office and money and moves that they don't have the flexibility they want to have, but that doesn't mean you can't make moves. Max contracts do get moved around. Of so of course it's, um, the best thing that could have happened. Um, you know what? I want to talk a little <laughs> Sixers. Holy shit. Sal, oh. Sal, what's hey, going fellas, on? It's been a while. It you know, when figured I'd stop on by to the old haunt. Never thought you would survive 2020. What to, brings you here? To the old what? Well, I was uh, thinking about um, the Sixers, and uh, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but uh, I'm a big fan of Halloween. Okay. Sure. Yeah, so... Uh, it's August. When I was younger, <laughs> um, I made up a superhero. I was a superhero, and uh, I dressed up like a like a flame, and I was the... Okay. The, they called me the firecracker. Okay. Hey, the black kids in the neighborhood used to call me that. I don't. Sure. I, I think it was uh, something to do with how spontaneous I was. But uh, so I was the firecracker, and um, and so this year I'm gonna wear my old firecracker costume, and I'm gonna put a sign on it that says "Be Brown." What? Be Brown. <laughs> 
I don't think that I don't think you should no, do that. No, because Brett Brown got fired. No, I don't think you should do that. So I'm gonna be a flame. Okay. No, I understand it. It's actually more creative than I ever thought you could come up with, Sal. But I I strongly urge you not to do that. Uh, yeah, to show why I'm gonna walk around the neighborhood dressed up like a big gay uh, fire. I don't. And, uh, I'm gonna be Brett Brown. Get it? it? The thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it worries me that you think of. It worries me that you think about Halloween this early, Sal, and I strongly urge you not to do that. Well, somebody's got to start thinking about it, you know, when... I don't think people have to be thinking about it. That's fine. All right, Sal. Anything else? That's uh, pretty much it. Okay. Well, it's great to have you here. It was great to see you, fellas. It's great to see you, you know, too, Sal. Uh, me and Patty, we just been holed up at home. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, we run out to the old market. Pick sure. up uh, what I like is the uh, salted fat back. The yeah. salted fat back. Yeah, what do you do with that? You, 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 what you do is you break down the salted fat back from the pig. Yeah, and then you, uh, you can blend that into your favorite sauces. Okay. Wow. Damn! That's, that, Damn! I said no more podcasting with the boys. God damn it, Patty! I said to stay in the car. Keep it, it going. I want to go home, and I gotta get home and watch Dateline. I know. No one, no one. Look, okay. Look, um, you don't, uh, you don't, you, you can't just, uh, you know, not have somebody taking care of the old caravan while you're out of it. Okay. All right, Sal. It's great us seeing you. Take care of old Patty. Tell her we that said was hi. Fun. Uh, it was great seeing Sal. So we had Sal, Sal Shay, and uh, Hans, and <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. Hans Cantor showed Hans up. Cantor, I can't even say his name. Hans Cantor showed. Wow, that was wild. We did, and all our heated Sixers debate. We didn't even get to uh to discussion about the coach. We don't need to. Do we need to get to a break? Yeah, let's. Uh, it doesn't fucking matter. Um, go Jay Wright. No, no. If I'm Jay Wright, I'm staying right where yeah, I am. And you said that, but I agree with Nick because Nick said something in our group text, which I totally agree with. It's like, man up, join the big league. Yeah, go on. Don't be a bitch. No. It's time, bro. What no. are you? No, what is he? Sir. What is he? Fifty something? I'm sure it's he, time. He probably makes a cool two twenty five a year, just and just has the has best two, benefits of all time for being at a university. Or, or or you get five years, fifty million. You're fucking. You're already. You're nope. already a god in Philadelphia. So you're probably yeah, so, not gonna do any wrong. So yeah. So your just legacy is gonna go downhill when you come to right. this place, and it's just hey, like there's no. nothing ding, more ding, he can ding. do at Villanova. There's nothing more he can Matt do. Hit it on the head. He'll come here. It'll be. Saban-esque. Dude. It'll be like Nick Saban when he went to the Dolphins, right? He'll come up. It'll be an absolute shit show, and he's going to go, yeah, I'm going to go back. Why is he gonna, gonna, come on, they're man. They're not going to listen to him the way the kids coaches, do. Coaches, I mean, they don't just like, they don't just come from high school. Like, like they're, College coaches go to the NBA. It's like, why is he automatically going to fail? God damn it, I hate you dirty. All right. Because with it's that, automatically going to fail. With that, we're going to take a break. We had some really nice guests from all over Jay, the world. Right. Canada, Germany, and South Philadelphia. Yeah, Can we're, you beat that? We're very cosmopolitan. We are very show. much a cosmopolitan. We are a show that was listened to by the Netherlands for quite a while, if for I remember correctly. Before the world came to an end, the Netherlands were a, uh, a right. hotbed of the Rocky right. Balboa cheesesteak L- fun hour. Look, we're multicultural here, um, even though we're four white dudes. Um, we like to uh, sure. we, we represent the uh, the world. We're, we're uh, citizens of the world here at the we Rocky really Balboa cheesesteak fun hour. We are the NATO of sports podcasts. 
Exactly. Okay. With that, we're going to take a break. We have a great sponsorship coming your way. We really figured out the situation with the Sixers, so I don't think there's anything else to talk about. Yeah, we really uh, <laughs> we really put a fine point on that one. We did. Uh, we, they don't even need a coach. Just let us take care of everything. All right. We will be right back. This episode of the Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour is brought to you by GEICO. Hey, GEICO, we can save you 15 minutes on your car insurance. Hey. This is Grant Gecko. You're not going to be hearing from that other Gecko anymore. Because I just chopped his fucking head off. Good luck growing that back, asshole. Geico. Save some money on your insurance when... With a 10-minute call. Hey, we could give you 15 minutes if you... 15... Hey... And we are back to talk about your Philadelphia Phillies last place in the NL East. However, they do have a lead going into the top of the ninth against the Washington Nationals. I almost didn't call them the Washington Nationals because like, are they the Washington baseball team? I couldn't remember. But they are in the top of the ninth, uh, up six to two. And that would make them tied for last place. Because before we recorded, we were talking about the Washington football team. I was like, well, I was, my head was in the Phillies and the Eagles, so I didn't know what to do there. So um, they could be tied for last place, which isn't as bad as just being solely in last place. Uh, but here is their ranks in the MLB. They're seventh place in average. Pretty good. Third, ba- third place in on-base percentage. Really good. Sixth place in OPS. They're 28th in ERA. Nick, is that their total ERA or starting ERA? Bullpen Team ERA? total ERA. Okay, well that that's a skewed stat because their starting ERA probably yeah, isn't it's that It's still bad. very important. Okay, Come on. shut up. Um, Alright, so what we're getting at here is that their, their offense is doing really well and their pitching isn't. However, the Phillies, since we've last spoken, have made some nice moves, or at least just moves in general. Nice will be determined uh, in the future. They've made some necessary movement in the bullpen. They have added Nick. Are you ready to tell us who they've added? Um. So the first was David Hale from the Yankees. Um. He's not really good at all. Is he um, better than who we had? Not really. Come on. Anybody's better than who we had. Uh, sure. David Hale is better than who we had. That's all you need to say. Okay. Better than who, okay. We had. who we had. Sure. Great. That's all um, we need. Yeah. He fucking sucks. The Phillies bullpen was historically bad. Yeah. I mean, it's all not hard to be better than what that's we all, had. That's all I'm asking. All over Twitter, that's all I'm asking. Like, I think you could be, you, you'd at least give it your Me? darndest. I would give my darndest, my damnedest, my darndest. My 69 mile an hour fastball would blow people 69? out. You're not. No, 60. Maybe I can nah, throw 90. I'm giving you 54. Yeah. I can throw 90. <laughs> yeah. He's probably right. Did you know that? Really? I can throw 90. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Really? Okay. I can throw 90. I I can. No chance. Not even close. All right. Yeah. So David Hale sucks. Um, Heath Embry. Do you want me to go? You want me to go all three? Heath Embry. I didn't know if you wanted to. Okay. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. Hold on. Why wouldn't I want you to go over the bullpen moves that the Phillies have made when we're talking about the fucking Philadelphia Phillies and the terrible bullpen? I don't know because you guys are really into David Hale. That's it. That's what. Go ahead. Yeah, that's what. That's all I got. 
Heath Embry, uh, he's 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 the guy that's better than what we had. He's pretty decent. He's a decent middle reliever. He's not overpowering. He's nothing great, but he's good. Workman, I really like. He's he's an overpowering type pitcher. Um, he has issues with walks, so he's gonna drive us crazy time to time. It's just gonna fucking happen. That's who he is. But he strikes out like fourteen guys per nine. Uh, maybe not that high. Definitely not that. Uh, He's he's a, he's a really good pitcher with really good stuff. He's the only guy I'm excited about. You know about. what those three aren't? They aren't the old pieces of shit that used to just leak their way from the bullpen to the mound that were on the Phillies. They're new bodies. I'm, I'm not including Hale in that, but yeah, the two guys <laughs> we got from the Red Sox are really good. Yeah, so I mean, it's David nice Hale to see them. Pitch. It's nice to see them making these moves, and I mean, le- like, they're only four games back, so it's not like this is like you exactly. Know, the, 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 this this division is up for grabs. So of it's course. nice. They're they're staying in it. I still believe in this offense, and the stats back me up. The what the what offense? The Gatling gun. The Gatling gun offense, and they made moves. And the yeah. the bullpen can't be stated enough. They were a century old record breaking offense. Yeah. And and uh, uh, and who uh, Arietta pitched tonight? We're recording this mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday. But they had and, rain delays. Yeah. And they but came no, back. He, but he was all right, right? He, he, he went. Okay. He went five innings with only fifty pitches. He didn't strike out anybody because he's not a strikeout guy a weird, anymore. A weird but, start for him. Um, rain delay and all that. Hey, if, I know, but you know, five innings, uh, fifty pitches. That's really efficient. So really, really good job. Um, yeah. What are what are the year runs? Uh, what's that? One run. One run. Um, so we are now up six to two in the top of the ninth. Still firmly seated in the top five least favorite Philadelphia athletes, even with this oh. start. Very firmly seated. Very, very uh, tightly at the top of the my least favorite Philadelphia athlete. But three new pieces in the bullpen. I don't care. Why do you like hell? Who gives a shit? It's yeah, just a piece a different of crap. The other body. two. Hey, hey, good. I'm really happy for the other two, but uh. But it's what needed to happen. Like, I, like as I like, yeah, it's fine. We got the two guys. We're good. Okay, fine. It's just, it's just something that needed to happen with the Philadelphia bullpen because if we just had to see, as I stated, just this pieces of shit just farting their way from the bullpen <laughs> to the mound again, like, it, like we were just like, all right, like we couldn't do this. Like it was just unbelievable that the Phillies were just putting up runs, putting up numbers. And going out there and then losing the way that we were losing. This is the stat that came up today from the, who gives a shit. The Phillies had the lead. <laughs> the Phillies had the lead at one point in each of the last eight losses. Had they won half of those games, they would have a 14 to 10 record and would be in first place in the NL East. So the fact that you're like, Yo, like I'm not a supporter. You know what, Matt, if my aunt had a dick, she'd be my uncle. Well, I don't know if that's uh, as pertinent to this conversation with the dick and uncle theory. Uh, like, we just needed new bodies in the bullpen. You can't keep throwing out these one-armed idiots to just close out the games and give up these uh, games and, and losing. And could you imagine being on the Phillies and being on that offense and be like, here we go again. We gave you the runs. We gave yeah. you, we gave you the way. It is demoralizing. You had to see something. Even it is somebody like Hale who might not be good at all, but at least it's somebody else. At least it's somebody to at least point a finger at or say, I mean, go out there and do something. As like, you stated before, like their hand was really forced. We're talking about one of the oldest franchises in baseball. Mm-hmm. And this was the worst. Is that right? It, it, over a hundred years, it was the worst bullpen. Like of that's all time. you know you you have to stir some you things up when to, that stats being. You have to now, tip your short cap. Short season, I get it, but like you know, 
It's still, but but at shortened season, you have to make a move. They made a move. Like they're doing something, especially when Bryce Harper is at an MVP pace. When JT Romuto is in the conversation at the lower yeah. end of an MVP pace. Like when we are putting up numbers to win games, we, because we are obviously on the Philadelphia Phillies team, uh, they're doing things to win games. When Noel is putting you in games, when Wheeler's putting you in games, when Spencer Howard is up there, they're the team is giving you a chance to win, whether it is a starting rotation or the, the offense and the bullpen is just, they're not giving you a chance. You have to do something. And they did. I know that who, who was everyone upset that we gave away Seabold? Is that his name? Connor Connor Seabold. Yeah. He's listen, he's, he's either a decent reliever or a good, like fifth starter. Like, Get the fuck over it. So he's going to be Cy Young in three years? Probably. Okay. So like, do, um, do you know like there's those natural um, like markers in each season? Is this like, I, I feel like this is like a new mark. So now like now that we've added a couple of these three arms or whatever, now we'll see like we, we, we almost like turn a new page and see how it goes like for the next couple of weeks and see how like it you looks. Have to. It's like that. That's how I'm kind of looking at it as a fan. You have to because as we said, these moves had to be made. We cannot keep throwing out those guys throwing with their feet to end the game. Have to be done. Especially like Harper's in his age, what, 27 season, as you said, Nick, like this is the prime of his career. Mm-hmm. JT is playing his way out of a Phillies uniform, and rightfully so. Go earn your money if the front office is just gonna keep not doing their job. That is really not gonna play well with this fan base, like at all. Watching Sixto come up now too, and you're seeing him, and he's throwing a hundred or whatever, sinking 100 mile an hour baseball. You're like, uh, he look good. You're like, uh. like the only way that trade is going to be okay with the way that Sixto Sanchez looks. Sixto Sanchez, the main piece in the JT Real Muto trade, looked amazing. Is that if the Phillies sign him, like you have to give up a player like a Sixto Sanchez to get a player like JT Real Muto, who's having an MVP type season in a six game season, is to sign him long term. Apparently, Bryce Harper and JT Romuto are the most, like, as they showed on ESPN Sunday Night Baseball, of the Phillies against the Braves, in which the Phillies won in really exciting fashion, oh, in which the bullpen tried to give up again with our new player. Brand new guy. <laughs> um, they showed that Bryce Harper and JT Romuto were the most effective 3 4 hitter. Guess what? We should probably do our damnedest to try and keep JT Romuto, especially when down in Miami in COVID country, that they're he's fucking hitting 100 with sync. Like they need to, we need to sign JT. Every time Harper's rounding the bases, he's doing the phone to the ear. He's doing the phone to the ear, the sign with his hand. Like it just, I don't know what's going on. It's a bad look. It's a bad bad look. look. On ESPN, he's like, you know, come on, it's unreal. But do you, okay, well then here's the conversation. Are you okay with Harper doing that? Are you like, okay, Harper, tone it down, let them do their job. It really does fucking, like there is not, one team other than the Eagles in this town whose ownership I like I really feel any kind of good about. That's a good point. I mean like the Eagles are like Jeffrey Lurie, whatever you say we want, like since that man has taken over that franchise, there's nothing been, bad we've to been say about mostly him. successful. There's really all nothing the other, bad to say. All the other ones feel like this weird, like governed by committee. Like mi- nobody ever knows who's making decisions. Who's made? It's like it's like you know it's Philly Jeffrey, teams need to you know get their Howie. front offices to fucking gather. Like yeah, so you so don't see this in other cities. Eagles, you have you have Jeffrey Lurie. Phillies, you have John Middleton. Sixers, you have Josh Harris, and then Flyers, you have Comcast Spectacore. <laughs> Think about which that. which is the actual punchline. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, and I mean, I, yeah, I, I stand by I, what I said. Obviously, I'm it's Laurie. Middleton. Just, yeah, I'm, I'm not backing you up here. Obviously, it's Laurie and John Middleton. God, yo, I'm just saying, like maybe that, like that's like a source of the like we always talk about. Oh, it's just this. He's Philly, a cheap it's ass. It's this Philly shit. It's this Philly shit. Maybe it's an ownership problem. Middleton's a cheap ass. That's why we gave up Connor Seabold. That's what Matt was saying earlier. You know, people are upset about giving up Connor Seabold. It's not because we just gave him up. It's because we had a choice between giving him up or giving money. Or I'm sorry, or, you know, saving money. So we gave them a player so we could save money because he doesn't want to go over that luxury tax. And it's just crazy that he won't go over the luxury tax. Like, okay, there's no fans this year, but dude, it's the Phillies. Like, we're going to fill the stadiums. Like, stop being a fucking asshole and give, give our general manager the okay to make this team better. Clintac's probably not the guy to do it, but you know, I, I'm exactly. with you, man. I'm with that, you. Jimmy. That's what Laurie does. He like, I, I know that Laurie has a hand in decisions that are made, but he also, he puts a, stru- a structure in place underneath of him where everybody knows their role and he lets them do their job for the most. And like, that's what like these, like I just feel like th- these other owners are like weak in the way that they handle their organization. And like, I, I don't know. It just does I, I think that I think that that really does have merit. I think, and I think you're onto something here because the Eagles put together a team that they're you know you know who the players are there to succeed, and you know what they're there to do, and what needs to be around them. And then you have the team like the Phillies and the Sixers. I'm as the the captain of the Fairweather Flyers. I'm not going to speak <laughs> on them. Um, the Phillies, we have the offense, and we have a pretty darn good one too. And they're showing that as being ahead in a lot of games. And if they had a bullpen to close it out, we'd be first place in the NL East. And then, you know what? Do they have their differences and, and things that they can get better at? Sure. Embiid and Simmons. But if you surround them with the right players, they could be way better than getting swept by the Celtics in four. But it goes back to the front office being like, are you surrounding this team with the right assets and players to succeed to the potential of where they could be? That's where Lurie goes, Howie, here you go. Is Howie the best drafter? No. But does he do the right moves around that to make this team succeed to where they have over the past couple of years? Sure has. I mean, we have yep. a Lombardi to show that. And he's always very active, although I will say the Phillies are very active. I do still say the Sixers are very active. But they're just is active in a very disjointed way, where the Phillies are just, like, it's crazy. The Sixers are very crazy. The Eagles always have a very... You know what route they're going in. Yeah. You know, they're always very active in like getting Darius Slay. Like they need a secondary help. Yes. They're going to get like the, the prime secondary player to go that way because we need a secondary help. Right. And and you can tell that the Eagles front office just has a um like they're they it's it seems like th- Am I allowed to start taking timeouts? Who? God, I can't. I completely. <clears throat> yeah. Delete. Go swipe up on your notes. No, but I also sorry, think yeah, that's a, sorry. No, but. No, but I also think like the ego, like one of the things that Lori does really well too is he creates a, a culture where like even like he established the culture in the original you know Reed regime and then but like quickly after Andy Reed left 
you know, bringing Doug Peterson in here, everybody raised eyebrows, but he knew what he was doing. Like he was like, I, I want, I want to keep this culture. I have a strong culture in place. Like he, he understands that and picked a guy that's if you're going not to interested that. in being part of this family. We don't want you here. Right. And, well, well, and I think I I Doug Peterson, that. Doug Peterson was a longtime family member. I get it. I get I what you're know. saying. I don't know about the family part of it. I don't know. I think there, I think there might be something to it. I think that's how some of the, I think culture, I, family, what's the, yeah, like, look at, look at the Steelers, like that whole family vibe, family ownership, that kind of thing. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, the Eagles are an actual family owner, like the Rooney's, but I'm saying the Steelers. How about that, Jimmy? You know what I'm saying? I, maybe, I, no, maybe, maybe we should you. petition to have all the teams in Philly owned Be by ancestral. No, yeah, owned by families. Uh, okay. Maybe that's what it is. Be more, it's, it's families. Be that, more of a Lannister esque. you will, but like to another one for to ooh, Jimmy's point ancestral. is ancestral. Oh, is the New York Giants before the, the Mara family? I believe mm-hmm. same same kind of deal. And yeah, for years well, they won. They won too. Like well, like the like the Jones family lately. is that. No, no. Okay, I think uh, we're very far off of where we were trying to get to. But yes, no. Lori, Lori is. It took a while to get there, and Andy Ree was was the right coach for for many many years, and he brought a very successful campaign along with him. And then let's not act like we all love Doug Peterson as the hire. We all were just like, oh, no, this is no. wrong, this is wrong. And then he got us to where we were. But not with man. that, what comes with it is him sticking with. Getting away from Howie Roseman and saying I was wrong, bringing Howie Roseman back, and and just sticking with his guns with with Doug Peterson. There's a lot to be said about that. So that was a whole that was a crazy ass thing where Howie went from GM to under Chip Kelly to back to GM pretty much like that. You don't see that anywhere. Not only like, do you not crazy. see it, the guy took one of the worst teams we've ever had and turned it into a Super Bowl champ within In three like years. In like two years, yeah. Like unbelievable. Like you were literally at your worst when you were trading McCoy and trading Jackson and all that awful shit. Yeah, and he how, brought them back. Howie's great. Howie's great. They're incredibly run. I agree. It's by far out of this city and maybe in the whole NFL. <laughs> like Howie could be the best GM in the NFL. They, and probably top five in they, sports. They also are one loss away in the last four games. Uh, against the NFC East or must be not very happy with the Eagles last season. So well, like, let's just not forget that. But they at least try. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All they right. really do. They give it their all. Every they year. sure give it their all. We can all be happy they're about like that. The, they're like those Buffalo Bills. That, that's, yeah. that's what us Phillies fans care about. Just give it your all. That's it. So. We were going to end it with a uh, a dirty mic. Okay. So we were going to end it with a dirty mic's two cents, but being the low life scum of the earth, unintelligent, just worst human being we've all met, dirty Mike has really let us down. All, dirty Mike's the idiot now. All of his two cents saved on the notes app that we all have on our iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, we've already established this. You're an idiot. Um, he somehow, mm-hmm. while we're recording this podcast, like in the span of just 10 minutes ago, deleted this in his pocket. So we don't know how to end the show. He was, talk- all- he was talking a big game before he got here. He's like, I got, I got there 80. Were, there were 82. 82, 82 dirty Mike. Uh, two cents. We weren't going to do all 82 of them, but he lost every single one of them. If I'm not here next week, 
Look in the water of every nearest bridge. Well, no, you don't have to look. Just let them float or drown. Yeah, I don't know. You know, uh, I really got to gotta point out that we, you know, we, we do a lot of criticizing on this show of the teams that we listen to or watch, <laughs> teams that we watch. But like over the past couple of weeks, like I deleted half of an episode. You did. Um, yeah. Last week, we didn't tell you guys we couldn't do the show. This week, Dirty Mike destroys an entire segment. This so is like, very professional. We, you know, we really got to pull our stuff. We, if we're going to criticize the teams, I vow right here, Rocky Bell, but we're going to pull it together now. We got we to pull our stuff together. You I know? like it. I, I agree. Well, I yeah, think, instead I of think being, you and Dirty Mike need to pull your shit together. Instead I of being four for four, agree. we have to be five for five. I agree that Jimmy and Dirty Mike need to pull <laughs> their shit together. After for Jimmy said it, I like, yeah. Mitchell, I was, go ahead. After Jimmy said it, I was like, yeah, I mean, and then I realized like I was involved in all of that. They yeah. totally, they totally like, well, went on vacation without telling us. I mean, I don't. Yeah, what, and Jimmy can deny it until just he until of, he dies. It just a bunch of fourth quarter fumbles, uh, missed three pointers, uh, uh, ninth inning blowups from the Rocky Balboa Cheesecake Fun Hour, courtesy look, I, of Jimmy and Dirty Mike. Look, I'm gonna be better. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna be better. Yeah. Okay. You do good. A yeah, you gotta do a better job. You do a better I'm just going. We're staying consistent with the Philadelphia theme right now. Just bozos and losers. So I might well, as well just we're jump trying right in. to we're trying to be better than the Philadelphia teams. Mm. And you actually, dirty. It makes perfect sense <laughs> that you are in sync with the Philadelphia teams right yeah. now. Not named the Flyers because that's what your mentality. I'm is. convinced that awful energy somehow deleted it, not my finger. Yeah, sure. Whatever it is. Either way, you're just the fucking worst. Um, you ruined the end of our show. Thanks for that. Um, other than that, we hope that you enjoyed the uh, the mm. previous uh, couple of segments we have for the show. Uh, thank Dirty Mike for ruining the end of it. We will be back next week unless we uh, accidentally delete uh, our segments in the middle of the show or Jimmy and Dirty Mike go on vacation before. Good dog. Have fun watching the playoffs from your house. We'll see you all next week. Good night. Al Horford, Al Horford, Al Horford, Al Horford, Al Horford.